0: Welcome to another episode of the Bob Hoover Fitness Podcast. Today, we have a special guest on, my amazing client, Michelle. Uh, We talk about different things. We talk about her journey of coming up, working out, going through different workout modalities, changing her mindset around nutrition from more of a restrictive mindset to more of an abundance mindset and a balanced mindset and talking about strength training and having different goals and tracking and all these amazing good things. So I know for a fact, you're going to enjoy it because I had a blast recording it with her. So let's dive in. (laughs) All right. I have my good friend and amazing client, Michelle here. Um, Michelle, how are you doing?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's, uh, so you live in, you live in Minnesota area. That's
1: correct. Yeah. Correct. I've been here for about eight years. Yeah. Okay.
0: How, now I got to ask, cause you're, you're originally from, um, Puerto, Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Okay. Obviously the weather there is completely different than Minnesota. So like, mm-hmm. how do you handle the cold weather?
1: That's a great question. I just do, <laughs> but, um, uh, <laughs> I actually had a friend from Puerto Rico just send me a picture, like literally 10 minutes before I hopped in of him at the beach, you yeah. know, sitting in a video. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. The first few years were kind of rough, but you know, as you kind of get used to just getting the appropriate clothes and, you know, and whatever you just, you just do. Um, I'm kind of lucky because my work has a, and Minnesota kind of used to it um it has like subway and a skyway system where you essentially park and you're you know essentially walking inside so it's like for at least for work and that kind of purposes it's not too bad it just gets like i think the worst part is honestly the the short days when you get up it's dark you come back home it's dark i think that's the worst part
0: yeah yeah that's nice so like every building mm-hmm. is connected yeah. essentially pretty much
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, good. Are, are, is yeah. our connect, is so our connection good, good.
1: I don't know. I feel I kind of see you a little pixelated right now.
0: Oh no. Yeah, of course. I'm gonna have a, a connection. Or you? All right. Well, I guess we'll uh we'll kind of rock and roll with it.
1: Okay. Yeah, and see then
0: what we'll, happens. Let's go. yeah. That's what we do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, because I, I was the same way. I uh I used to work, my dad owns his own um company and we he was contracted out at the Cleveland Clinic, which is over here. So everything was connected, which was amazing. And I Hate the cold. Like, would you agree that it just seems like summer starts and then it ends around the same time? So quickly, yeah. Crazy.
1: <laughs> I agree. I agree. I yeah. I I really do miss it, and I think eventually I will. You know, we'll move away from a place like this, but um, but but I mean, I I I take it for what it is. I mean, I, we've made the best out of it. Um, we do enjoy it. Minnesota is beautiful, especially for like hikes and you know outdoor stuff. So um, so you know it's it's a it's a good place to live.
0: I know I asked you this before, um, but like, what made you move to to Minnesota? Was it like a job opportunity or.
1: Yeah, it was a job opportunity. Actually, I was, I was going to stay home to be like a doctor there and whatever. And then my, uh, my husband back then, you know, yeah. pre, um, decided to do a fellowship, which is like a sub sub specialty kind of situation. And I just, you know, kind of followed and then decided to pursue that myself. And then that's how I ended up in Minnesota. um, and so I, I'm grateful for that aspect of things. I think it was, it pushed me to, to kind of, you know, come out of my comfort zone. Cause I'm a person who kind of like, it's not that I don't, but I, you know, I, it was just what I had in my mind. Um, and I'm super grateful for the job I have now. I absolutely love it. So, um, so that's essentially what happened.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. It's funny in like the moment things might seem like really bad, but then mm-hmm. look, back five years, three years, whatever the case may be. And you're like, wow, that's actually a blessing. So yeah, it was, I love it. Um, okay. So how about we kind of rewind back a little bit and like, tell me about, you know, growing up, um, even like your first experiences with fitness and nutrition, um, like, just tell me a little bit about like what that looks like and then we can kind of uh transition into like what it looks like now but like kind of like give me a little bit of background about like what your history is with that
1: yeah i mean i i guess you know i grew up in puerto rico we weren't a particularly or my family my dad actually yeah he was pretty active like he was a, uh, uh he would uh, play softball i can't remember a bowl like kind of, but he was always doing things right not really like physically uh taxing or whatnot but um but grew up fairly healthy we were you know a None, not nobody in my family was like, you know, unhealthy from that standpoint, Um, but grew up playing outside a lot. It was like not a lot of screen time. So we were always like moving around. So it wasn't like a big thing Uh, when I actually started (laughs) purposefully working out was more in college. So um, and it came from like a probably an unhealthy place in my mind. Um, it was, so I have a sister, she's just one year younger than me. And she was always the one that got the attention from all the boys. And she was <laughs> like, you know, and <laughs> it was, it was true. This is like in my oh. mind. And so college was kind of that first separation that we had because she's one year behind. So I left high school, I started on my own, making my friends, all this kind of stuff. Um, and then I, I, I like, I want to physically look different. And to me, different men, like super skinny, right? Like I wanted that, uh, unattainable physique that, you know, not necessarily unattainable, but unhealthy. Right. Um, and so I started like, it was mostly cardio, um, and also restricting my eating a little, like unhealthily to mm-hmm. the point where like, I got super skinny and my parents never noticed that I, I was not eating at home and doing all these things because I was a lot more independent. Um, but that's kind of where it started. I, did that, I feel like a couple of years and then I got into med school and didn't have time to commit to that kind of uh, scenario um so i was a lot less uh um active and at some point i did like during that time i did lose a lot of weight and my mind shifted and i was like what are you doing like this is not what you need to do um but that's um uh, that's how it kind of started and then when i got into um my residency and like more training and all that kind of stuff then i started to go more to a gym scenario but it was still um it was still a lot of cardio um and it was like really sporadic maybe running once in a while, that kind of stuff. Um, Fast forward, moving to Minnesota, um, I started my job, my last part of my training and whatnot. And then uh, that's when the whole divorce thing happened. Um, And I got into like the darkest, probably mindset of my life. Um, And I had one friend who like, I, I didn't have a lot of friends here because it was still like, I'm super, you know, I came here by myself. My husband was still in, in in Maryland. You know, it was like this whole weird thing. My fellowship was super small. So it was only one person per year. So I knew them, but we were all very different and had our lives. Um, but I had this one friend who used to go to this kickboxing gym and she's like, just come join me. And like, you know, if, if you like it, cool. If not, I loved it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I joined them. They were like a lot more, like I said, it was instructor led classes, but it was like this kickboxing three times a week and then quote, strength training with bands. But it was like very like, oh, 16 sets times three times. It was like a lot, you know, you can't really progress. With bands, basically.
0: Yeah. I
1: think it was more like, yeah, cardio with bands, endurance kind of deal. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I did that for years to the point where I became an instructor there. Um, Oh, I didn't know that you did it? No, I didn't know you became an instructor
0: there. (laughs) So I would
1: teach the the bands classes most part. And then the last couple of years I started instructing the cardio kickboxing part too. Um, I know. Yeah. And then (laughs) that gym started to kind of fluctuate and whatnot. And then I, myself, I wanted to progress more into strength. Like I wanted Mm. to be strong and I felt like with that, uh, the way they did it, it was really hard to do that. Like, yeah, it was, it was fun, whatever you would do it and the group people. And that's where I made a ton of my friends like that I have now. Um, But, uh, but then fast forward meeting you and, uh, and my life has changed. Like I've done this for a year. I feel so much stronger. Um, I don't know. it's, It's what I wanted, right? Like I can see the changes in my body as well. Like, so it's just a different, completely different Thing I feel like I rambled
0: on. I'm sorry. No, I I love. No, that was perfect. I love all that. I am actually like taking notes as you're saying that because there's a bunch of things I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, We're gonna we're gonna rewind a little bit and go back to uh, college and working out and and you mentioned like, um, you know, you have a sister that's a you're younger and and whatnot. When when you when like what was the reason that you started working out? Like, was it because like of like body image like did you want to improve the way that you you looked or like was there another underlying reason for that
1: no that was it it was like literally physically wanted to change my body appearance and have the attention what I perceived was what Mm. boys liked at the time right um which is yeah completely now that I'm I mean I'm older and wiser (laughs) but Uh, But yes, that's, it was none other than that. It wasn't to be healthier because I wasn't really overweight. I was, I don't know, normal, Mm -hmm. whatever, skinny fat, whatever you want to call it. Um, But, uh, but yeah, it was totally that. I just wanted to be that stick figure that, you know, very super tight waist and um, all that kind of stuff.
0: And what, what, what what did that look like for you? Was it like just all cardio then? And like, just like, cause you mentioned that you were on like restrictive eating, like what were, were you following like a specific diet or like, were you doing like, you know, did you hear something from somewhere and then you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. Or like, did you like, did a friend tell you, Hey, you should try this. Or like, what, what did that look like?
1: No, it was all in my like, sick little head. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of cardio. Um, I feel like I tried some machines, but it was, it was also like, you know, resistance training. Um, but it wasn't very um structured. And I don't think I was pushing weights quite a bit. It was, I don't know. I didn't know anything about it. Um, and then so it was mostly cardio, either like bike. Oh, I did do uh, spinning as well during that time frame. So it was zero spinning or running. Um, and then the diet part was only calorie restricting. Like, for example, like instead of dinner, I would eat some like soda crackers or something like that or um, it wasn't any like not following anything micro it was just like literally restricting the heck out of calories Gotcha. Um, it was like
0: big focus on like moving more eating less type of thing
1: yeah exactly
0: what um so I'm curious like why why did you decide to do more of like cardio based versus like weight-based training if you can remember
1: I think it was just the way. I mean, this is twenty years ago. You know, it's strength training wasn't a thing for. And I know I want to like divide it in men and women, but it wasn't right. Like you just did cardio. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to do cardio? You want to? You know, cardio gets you skinny. Like it it was just the way like you perceived it was out there. Um, So that's why I did it. Um, It's strength training wasn't like in my peripheral vision at all.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I I remember. I actually remember being like a little kid and. Uh, my grandma used to, uh, she used to have like some workout equipment, but she did a lot of, um, like biking and cardio, that type of stuff. And my mom actually, she would always have like the deep, like the, the VHS tapes of like, um, you know, different people, like the people's yeah. type of stuff doing that. Um, and then like, I, cause that's how I grew up too. Like, I thought that cardio was like, I just thought that's what you did. I thought that's what exercise yeah. was, you know, and in school, that's what they taught you. Um, and you're right, because you, you would think that back then it was always cardio for women going to the gym for men and like lifting heavy weights to get big and bulky. Right. Um, so it's Mm -hmm. interesting Mm -hmm. to kind of see like how that's changed over the years, you know?
1: A hundred percent. I am glad it has. Yeah. It's like more out there, right. For everybody. Cause For sure. I, yeah, totally. I mean, this is like, and, and you keep like studies keep coming. Not that I really technically follow all the research, but like from a health perspective, coming from a medical background, right? Uh, strength training is super important, especially as you age, right? So it's, it's just one of those things where uh, it just makes sense in my in my mind. Where yeah. if you do it safely and under adequate guidance, it's really good.
0: <laughs> For sure. Yeah, because there, there's also the other opposite end where you can do it totally wrong. And, and I've seen that or um you get less benefit. Uh so wait, what uh what like population do you work with? Do you work do you work with I work with kids. Kids. Okay. Um do you now I'm just generally curious as a generalization, like do you um I don't even know if there's like an answer this. I was just gonna kinda say like do you kind of notice like maybe some of the parents that might come in like you notice like if they you can tell like if they live like kind of like a healthy lifestyle and how that might affect, um, the kids or, or not.
1: Yeah, that's, and, and as you're saying that I'm trying to picture my patients in my brain, in my mind. Um, uh, but I think there's a lot that goes into that, you know, kind of socioeconomic yeah. status, you know, you know, the yeah. kind of lifestyle, whatever they're rural versus urban, like there's a lot of things that play a role. Um, but I feel like I can tell, like, for example, like kids that are come in with, you know, like fatty liver, for example, like their family all kind of, you know, kind of follows the same kind of lifestyle. And, uh, it's really hard to, to, to explain these things sometimes, but, but yeah, I feel like you can kind of tell, uh, sometimes depending on the conditions that they have and where you take a family history as well, or there's all this, you know, versus not, um, metabolic problems and whatnot, but yeah. yeah, I think it's a, it's a very complex answer to a complex question, but
0: for sure. It, it really is because it's, it's very, very complex. Um, you know, I'm, I'm curious, like, I'm just kind of like thinking of some things now, like what, what is like, your like, cause you, you see like you're, you're a doctor and, and you see kids all the time. Like what's your outlook and like on maybe like how, how, how like the guidelines have maybe like changed. Like, I feel like back in the day, like when, when, um, I don't know if like, like when you're in school like I feel like there was more emphasis on like nutrition and and strength training or not even strength training but like working out I almost feel like they've kind of like went away from that a little bit I could be totally wrong but
1: I don't um I don't know that we because I, I mean I was totally different perspective when I was a kid growing up than what yeah. I see now, and also a different, completely different location, right? Coming from Puerto Rico to coming to the States, even though like the States, there's a lot of stuff that we we have over there, right? Um, similar. Um, I, I, I'm I going, yeah, I, I guess you can re- see the reflection of what we see now where like, you know, obesity and metabolic problems are a bigger issue, I feel like now than what the, they were then. And so yeah. I think there's like re-engagement of that emphasis starting now, at least from like the- uh, pediatrics, um, uh, perspective of trying to, uh, trying to somehow manage and prevent that for future generations and, and like, like treat it now as well. Cause we're seeing a lot more of this. Um, but I don't know, I don't know how guidelines have changed since I was a kid to now. Um, that's a great question. I'm not entirely sure. I know the answer to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause it it's just like you said, it's a very complex problem There's a lot that goes into it. Um, it's just really interesting. It's really interesting mm-hmm. to see, and and I the cool thing is, I feel like um there's a lot more of like an awareness. So like yeah. like kind of mentioned. So like there's a lot more of an effort, and um even like with social media, like one of the benefits is like the education. Even though some people, I mean, that they post, it's yeah, got a good education that too.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, that'll be really cool to see, like how that plays out in the next ten to twenty years. But um, yeah, I was just that just came to mind. I was curious to hear your thoughts on that. Um, but so let's kind of, let's kind of fast forward to, um, the kickboxing. So you mentioned that you did kickboxing. Um, how, like, how, how did, how did you feel when you did that? Like, like, were you, uh, satisfied? Like did you feel like you, like, how many days were you training when you did kid boxing? Um, like, what did all that kind of look like? So it was,
1: I guess it was a preset program. So the kind of their, their idea is that you go in as a, um, as a beginner, and then they do these 10 week programs um, with the goals of like, supposedly lose weight, you know, lose weight, gain muscle, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but you work out six days out of the week. So you do three, eight. yeah,
0: nice. <laughs> which is a lot. <laughs> Yeah.
1: So three days it's kickboxing and three days would be like the endurance training with the bands, um, 45 minute classes. So, um, and so I would go like almost every day, uh, you know, out. and it, it gets to a point where, first of all, you get super tired because essentially you have no rest days. It's all cardio, it's all endurance, whatever. Right. And you don't get rest days in between except for that one day, but it gets to a point where you feel like you have to. You know, Mm. you feel like you have to work out every day um, to get the results that you want. And that got to a point where sometimes I would even work out on Sundays and do something else. Mm. And so it would be like six to seven days out of the week we were working out. Um, And so, yeah, it's a completely different mindset and something that I've had to learn to let go of as I've started strength training uh, with you as well.
0: So uh, did you ever have like days where you'd work out two times a day?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, did.
1: I didn't do that very frequently, but I, but yeah. I did it once in a while and that was horrible. You could turn on 10, you know, on that second workout, you were like, why am I torturing myself? This yes. is horrible. Yes. <laughs> this is horrible. I, uh,
0: I remember when I first started strength training. Uh, so I, I used to work out with a bunch of buddies and I started following this uh, program from bodybuilding.com. And I, I didn't know anything really about, it. I just knew like you had to lift weights and, and you got stronger and you grew muscle. So like I was following this program, but I thought I had to follow the program to a T. So anytime my buddies and I would work out, I would then have to stay after because I thought, oh, I couldn't miss out on my workout. So I would destroy myself and it killed me. And like, I just remember having that mindset. And it's funny that that kind of brought that back to me. Um, So it's really difficult.
1: I don't know. Your your brain kind of plays games, right? Like it's, 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 and it's really hard to like, uh, manage that psychology of, of you're, you know, overdoing it, but
0: it's crazy. Yeah. The whole mental side, like it's, it's mind games, you know, mm-hmm. it's, that's a big part of it. And like, speaking of mindset, like, so you mentioned that you do, you went six days because you thought you had to, right. Like you, you wanted to. So like, what was like your mindset and relationship, like with exercise back then? Like, did you, like, why were you doing it for the health reasons? Were you doing it for burning calories? Um, Like, what were your thoughts? Because you, you felt like you said you had to, so like, maybe tell me a little bit more about like what you mean with that.
1: Yeah, initially, it was more my my um, getting out of the funk, you know, of my, my, uh, you know, situation Mm -hmm. um, where I was like, really down and whatnot. And it really helped with that. After that, like, it wasn't bad. Like, I feel I feel like I have to do that to get the results. It didn't necessarily feel like I didn't want to be there. Obviously, waking up in the morning early to do that. It's always that's, that's the situation any any time, right? You you have you early to, to get things done. Um, but the actual workouts were pretty fun. And like the group that that was there was pretty fun. So I didn't I didn't feel like um like I didn't like it. Yeah. It was just I felt like I had to go every day to achieve the results.
0: Yeah. I um I'm happy you brought that up too, because I'll be honest, like I used to shit on like classes a lot. Um mm-hmm. as I evolved in a coach and as I actually taught some classes. Um, I actually realized like the value in it. And like you said, like you did it because you enjoyed it and it's fun. And there's definitely a time and place for that. Um, Especially like, yeah, like 100%. But you also mentioned that once you wanted to start getting stronger and that's kind of when you, like we started working together. So like what made you want to start doing that?
1: Well, at some point it's what you say, you're a beginner for so long, right? And after some time, things just don't work as well unless you do them. Right. So that kind of program, there was not really for me a way to continue to grow in the sense of like pushing more bands or push, you know what I mean? Getting that strength training done. And so I, it's not that I like reverted my, what I had achieved, but I wasn't able to get any stronger or any like better. Um, and so um, I think that's when I started looking, you know, following things on Instagram, but about strength training, um, and that's where I found you and Eric. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then I was like, well, this kind of makes a lot of sense and, um, and whatnot. And then contacted them and got with you. And it's been wonderful ever since. And it's been a year. Well, I'll, I'll let you know in a couple more and be like, you know, I got to, no, <laughs> I got to my max.
0: Dude, it's kidding. crazy. It's so crazy <laughs> that's already been a year. It really wow. is. If you think about it. Like, I feel like we were on the same phone call right here, like yesterday. Like, Oh yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs> Stop. Okay. I was all
0: gonna right. do some play by play there for a sec, but um it's funny because I had to put my dogs away because I'm like, all right, you guys gotta be good. I'm about to be on a podcast. Um, but yeah, no, I was saying, like, I feel like we were just on a call like yesterday about like just mm-hmm. starting and getting to know each other. Um, and I just had a question that I wanted to ask. Uh so y- you mentioned about like looking at things and um going on Instagram, reaching out to Eric. Um, did you kind of have like, like, what was your, like your goal then? Like, I know you mentioned you you, like you want to get strong, but, um, did you want to get, um, more toned or like, did you want to like, uh, look leaner? Like, is that also, was that also a goal of yours? You would say? Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: I, I want to say that most of my adult life I've been lean. Like it's, i like, I haven't had like much, you know, and that's, I, I feel fortunate about that, but I've also been fairly like um, aware of it. Where right, like I try, yeah. you know, I eat fairly healthy, you know, move. You you um,
0: worked like you've kind of. I'll be honest. I'll just be blunt. Like you, you kind of earned it in a way. Like you, mm-hmm. you working for it, and yeah,
1: yeah. But I wanted, but it but it was that. Skinny fat look, right? And, yeah. and and it was fine, you know, whatever. Um, but I wanted to get more tone, yeah, for sure. I wanted to like I think that's I put this in the, my original thing. I wanted to look the part. Yep. Right. Like I wanted to get stronger, but I also wanted to look the part. And so, um, so yeah, that was definitely part of the motivation.
0: Yeah. I love it. But that. it wasn't
1: about getting skinnier. It was more about like, you know, getting the physical appearance of like being strong.
0: Yes. I s- I still have that say that the questionnaire where you say, um, I want to look like I, I lift, right. Like I want to look like I strength train. And I love that. Like, ever since you said that, like, I love that because, um, that's one of the funnest clients to work with. Like, it's just, it's awesome because, uh, you, you can just focus on having fun, you know, like, and, and it's not as stressful. Um, so when we first started, we, you, we went from training, you know, six days a week, to four days a week. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and you already kind of mentioned this previously, that that was kind of like an adjustment. So like, what was your first initial reaction? And again, I know this was a year ago. Um, but like, from what you can remember, like, what was your reaction to thinking like, wait, what, we're only doing four days a week.
1: I was like, oh my gosh, this is not going to be enough. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, that was my original reaction. Um, but I, 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 I was kind of like, I have to trust the process because this is nothing I've ever done before. Um, and I learned pretty quickly that if you really push yourself in the workouts, you actually do need the rest days. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, you know, you're sore, not necessarily <laughs> soreness, but just like, you know, your muscles are fatigued and you are tired. Like you need to rest that day. Right. Um, so um, in a good way. Um, so, so, so I learned it pretty quick, but at the beginning I was like, um, and what do I do the rest of the days? Like, how is this supposed to work?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you're, yeah, you're so used to doing that. And um, then you're told to do less and you're like, mm-hmm. wait, what? And it's the whole thing. Like less is more. Um, and I like that you said too, like, earn your rest because if like, I think a lot of people too, like they think they come from the mindset of like, oh, I have to burn calories and I'm doing mm-hmm. this for calories. And um, if I, if I'm resting, I'm not losing body fat or I'm going to miss out on all my progress. And in reality, it's like your body actually needs rest, right? It's like a two part equation. It's, it's the stress in the gym. And then you also get your rest and the rest is actually where your body recovers and you make progress. I think a lot of people miss that. Um, and if you're training hard enough, you're not going to want to train more than four days a week, unless you're, you know, some people are crazy. Like even me, like I have a five day week program right now. And I'll just be completely honest. Like I fucking hate it. Like I love training four days, um, but that fifth day is brutal. And I'm a trainer. I do this for a living and yeah, day sometimes I'm just like, man. Um, so, so yeah, I, I love that. And we, you started, and then we kind of had the discussion about going into a bulk. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, tell me a little bit more about that. Tell me a little bit more about like what was going through your mind and, uh, like maybe like some. I don't know did you have any like misconceptions that you thought would happen or like were you apprehensive about it like tell me a little bit more about that
1: yeah uh, i think you know at that at the time we wanted to start that i think i was already like at least four or five months into the program and like i was already starting to see kind of a few changes either in like gaining some muscle gaining some strength whatever um and When that idea came up, it was because I think I was like a little, like my energy wasn't great. I don't know what was happening, but you said you're lean enough. I think we should try for a bulk. Um, and I was like, uh, what? What does a bulk (laughs) mean? (laughs) Are we, am I supposed to eat more? Um, and, you know, and so coming from, you know, like like I said, I I did surpass this by myself. It wasn't anything that, you know, that needed any medical attention, but coming from like that mindset of in the past, having dealt with, you know, calorie restriction in an unhealthy way, you know, trying to put more food or more calories. And it was just kind of like, uh, I don't know about this. Like I'm going to gain a bunch of weight and then I'm not going to be able to like, you know, uh, uh, lose it again. Uh, it was all this kind of like feeling like I wouldn't have control over it. Right. Um, but, but, you know, it was like, again, trust the process. They know what they're doing. Um, and so we did it right. And, um, and I I think it went great. I mean, I think over the six months that we did it, I gained very steadily slowly. I think it was about 10 pounds total. Mm -hmm. Um, and even though you couldn't really tell, I want to say like nobody noticed, to be honest, um, I could, I could, I could feel it in my pants once in a while or some of my clothes and all that kind of stuff. Not to the point where it was like super uncomfortable, but I was like, okay. Um, and I think I get, I mean, I, I was looking at my pre and post pictures and there was some gain in muscle. So I was, it was actually pretty exciting at the end. Uh, but yes, definitely was super apprehensive at the beginning. I know in between, I was emailing you a whole bunch. Like, I don't know if I can continue to do this. <laughs> I yep. feel like you remember all of this. <laughs> well,
0: I do. Um, I do. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And the great part was that once we decided that the timeframe was done and we went into a deficit, I lost all of it. And then some, you know, so it was, it it was that, that, you know, guarantee that, you know, you have been doing this for almost six, seven, eight months. Very well. You're logging your food. It's not like you're going ballistic and eating whatever you want. Um, Mm -hmm. And the same way you're doing this, you're going to be able to do it the other way. Stop. Okay. I don't know why Todd has not like, coming down the dots. Give me one moment. Oh, you're good. You're
0: good. Um Yeah, so Michelle has her uh, little puppy in the background. Uh so Michelle brought Fire. up like, a really Now they're out. Good. All right. Perfect. <laughs> I was just kind of giving some play-by-play with the uh the the uh surplus. Um uh, <laughs> So like you brought like a yeah. really good point to that it was controlled. Like, it's not like just like a go out and like, say, fuck it. And like, I'm just gonna eat like pizza and ice cream all day. It's like, it's a controlled surplus. Like you're purposefully eating more in a certain range to gain mostly lean muscle and some body fat. It's just the way it goes. But like you said, like, yeah, you notice it a little bit towards the end, like, because you are gaining some body fat, but if like, you can see it in the pictures, like, it's not even that noticeable. Like, I think people think that when they go into a bulk, it's like, they're just going to gain all this body fat. They're going to become obese and like, they're, it, it's going to be hard to lose. And it's like, when, when you control it and you count your calories and you stay consistent and, um, you, uh, work through it and you train hard. It's like, no, like most of that weight going to be muscle. And, um, I, I love that you brought that up because you killed it. Like you crushed your bulk. And, um, I think we did for six months. I think it was a six month bulk. Um, so, and I think I remember at the end, like you were, I think you kind of knew like after that six months, you were like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to kind of yeah, back down. Yeah. And that and that's like a good, uh, like for anybody that wants to do a bulk, like I recommend, like, I recommend six months at least just because it does take a long time to build muscle. Um, and you want your body in that environment. But like Michelle said, like a good indicator to kind of know that you might be done with your ball. Cause if once you start to become a little bit uncomfortable and like eating more food becomes a little bit more, uh, difficult. Um, so that, uh, I love that. I love that. What, let yeah. me ask you this, Michelle, like, what would you say is your favorite lift? If you had to pick one exercise, what would you say that is? Oh,
1: anything lower body, probably, uh, I really like liked the sumo deadlifts for whatever reason. I like the regular deadlifts too, mm-hmm. um, but any any lower body lift is my favorite <laughs> lift. Yeah, the complex ones though. I like deadlifts and squats. Um, I think those are my my favorite. They challenge me a lot in terms of engaging my core and making you know making sure my body is working as a whole. Um, and and I just and I love the fact that you know that the slow progression of adding weights is just so rewarding as well. Yeah. So, nice. Um, and that's something that was easier to do with the bulk as well, mm-hmm. um, putting on the the weights. Now that I'm in a deficit and also guys ready to be done with the deficit. <laughs> yeah, like a-
0: Michelle has been around the the full circle. She's been killing it, but sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, I, I'd say any of those uh, big complex uh, lower body movements.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that you mentioned too, like it's rewarding to see the weight go up. Um that's why I love strength training too because it's very rewarding in like a way of like building self confidence and like you can actually physically see the progression and sometimes when like you just focus so much on aesthetics like it takes mm-hmm. a while so sometimes it's not as easy to see the progress but when you're getting stronger you know you're building muscle and and you know you're doing well another mm-hmm. thing I love about you Michelle too is like you're really big on form and I think um a lot of and I know I'm so Anybody that's worked with me, both in person and online, you know, like I'm a huge stickler for form. Um, but I really like form too, because that's another thing that oftentimes like goes unnoticed in terms of like progress, because the better your form is like, the better your progress is going to be, you know? And um, like, that's one thing like, we we can go back to like your September or October of 2022 videos, compare it to like your videos now. And like, it's going to be a massive difference. You know, so not only just weight, but just form in general and, and how comfortable you are. Um, so, yeah. So I love that. I love that a lot. Yeah. Um, so uh, you mentioned that uh, you are going, you, you got on your, you went on a cut, right? Yeah, I think you're mm-hmm. actually, you're the leanest you've been uh, since we, we've actually been working together. And um, I always recommend guys take your progress photos. You know that Michelle is absolutely trash at sending me her progress photos. I love her, but (laughs) if there's one thing she can improve on, it would be that. But anyways, we're not gonna talk about that. Um,
1: I can improve on a lot of things, but that would be a major one in following this program. Yes.
0: (laughs) But in in all seriousness though, like I do like progress photos just because it's just another form of data and like you can physically see the changes, Um, but I'm I'm just messing with Michelle. Um, But- now you mentioned that uh, you are going to go back into to maintenance, right? Yes. Now, how consistent would you say you've been um, with tracking your calories over the past like three months?
1: I I would say I'm like 90, 95 percent consistent in tracking okay. calories. Uh, following the deficit, maybe a little less than that, uh, but actually tracking, I think I'm pretty good. I don't update this Excel sheet. I do it on my Fitness Pal. I've like got tired of like transferring the data. Um, but, but I do track it. So my fitness pal is, is pretty populated. Um, and, and just by, even if I wasn't extremely consistent with, you know, that, and, and I was, I was good. It wasn't like it was bad, but, um, even if I wasn't hundred percent, just tracking the calories absolutely helps me. And like I said, like I kept losing weight. So, so I was definitely in some degree of deficit. Um, so I, I think it just is, it's, it makes you mindful of what you are eating and putting in your body. And so I think it's super helpful to do. Um, and it also teaches you how to do it, right? Like if, if you do it for whatever amount of time, you more or less now know how much, you know, four ounces or whatever grams of, of chicken it looks like, or, you know, same with other foods and how much rice is like what usually you are on a deficit versus maintenance versus um, whatever versus uh bulk. So I think, I think it's super helpful in many ways.
0: Um, okay. So, Michelle, you mentioned, and and just so you guys know, like Michelle absolutely dominates. She's amazing. She's the nicest person, and she just works extremely hard. And she brought up like a few good points um, about the calorie tracking. It's a great way to build awareness around what you're eating. Um, It also teaches you uh, what different foods contain and like how much you're eating. Uh, And essentially, it's like it builds the skills so that you don't have to be as consistent tracking in the long term. And um, she also, she mentioned like she was 90% consistent around nine ninety five 95%. And you can see it in her results. Um, again, the results come from the work you put in now. She also mentioned that when she goes to maintenance, she's not going to be as consistent. And that's 100%. Okay. Cause she earned the right to do that. Like she's put in the work over the past year and she learned like she she has the data in her my fitness pal and she's learned what works for her she knows how to be flexible how maybe um not to be as flexible but she knows how to balance it but it's not just like she jumped into that she earned the right to do that essentially um and she's going to be into maintenance here coming up soon which is the goal so um are you i am here cur- i'm actually curious about this like as a coach and like as a friend and for the podcast like are you going to still track your calories and maintenance or are you going to take like a break from tracking?
1: I'll There's no right track. or wrong
0: answer here. There's no right feel, or wrong answer.
1: No, I, I, I'll probably still track. Like even if like it's a little less consistent or whatever, I, first of all, I've been in a deficit. I've been in a bulk for six months, then in a deficit for, I don't know how long, three months, four months, uh,
0: like three, four months. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. So, so I feel like even though I know the amount of calories and all this kind of stuff, I feel like I want to at least, do it for a few weeks pretty consistently where I'm kind of like, okay, this is what maintenance looks like. Okay. Like you can add this or that or whatever. Um, and, and, and even then afterwards, it's one of those things where it's like one of the few things I can control and it's not that hard to put foods into the, my fitness pal app, you know? Um, so if, if there's any little bits of things that don't take that much effort and improve my results and consistency, I actually don't mind doing that kind of stuff. Um, so maybe not at the 90-95%, but to some degree, I think it'd be great to continue to track.
0: I right, just almost it's like, something
1: it's something personal, it's something I enjoy doing, right? right. It's
0: yeah. It helps you feel comfortable just to kind of make sure your bases are covered a little bit and mm-hmm. and whatnot. So, like how how long would you say it takes you? Like, obviously, it probably took you a little bit longer when you first started, but like how long would you say it takes you each day to track?
1: Not very much. Minutes. Um, I, it depends on so some days I'm more prepared than others. So for example, some weekends I will pre-prepare food. And so I know that my lunch for the five days is going to be that, right? So like I pre-log the day before, put all my food in that I'm going to eat and it's already done. Um, and that takes like, I don't know, three minutes whatever. Some days I'm a little bit more fly by the cedary pants or whatever the saying is. And, um, but it's still, as I'm in line to order whatever, then I'm like tracking whatever I'm going yeah. order and I put it in. Um, and so it's not, it doesn't, it's not time consuming at all. I don't think. And, and it's, it's, and again, it helps you kind of um, know what you're going to put into it. maybe even plan a little bit before uh, eating it. Right. Um, so I don't know. It doesn't take much time. I don't think.
0: Yeah, Michelle is. Uh, this is why Michelle is amazing. Cause she just described both things. Like, one it doesn't really take that long. Like, one of the most common things I get, even still to this day, is like when I I was actually just um at this like conference with a insurance company, and um somebody asked me how they were talking about like insulin resistance and like um fasting. You know all the typical things, and this is kind of like a side note. I was a dude. I was amazed. Um. Cause I, my life, like I, I have my clients that I still coach in person. I have uh, my online clients and then I, I see a lot of things on social media. So like, I'm kind of um, blinded I, or I don't know if blind is the right word, but I'm kind of like, I see what, like what you guys talk about. And I see what other people talk about on social media, but it is, it is still like a massive issue with like the, the misinformation that's going on this whole like group of people. There's like, hundred people here, dude, I'm not joking. Everybody still thought carbs were bad. Everybody still mm-hmm. thought sugar was bad. Like, and it made me realize like, oh wow. Like there's actually like, this is actually still a really big thing. Um, and I totally forgot what I was going to say here, but, uh, um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it just made me realize I'm like, oh wow. Like this is crazy. Oh, so somebody came up to me and asked me and he's like, he's like, what's the best way to deal with this kind of stuff or, or to lose weight. I think he was asking what's the best way to lose weight, and then he brought up the fasting and the insulin and all that kind of stuff. And I asked him like, "Well, have you ever tracked calories before?" And he's like, "No." He's like, "I've been told that's like taboo; like you shouldn't do that." And I'm like, "What the I'm like? Damn!" Um, and so I, I was like telling him about it, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try that out." But I think people think like calorie tracking is like this like obsessive thing, and like it's only obsessive if you make it obsessive.
1: Yes. actually and that and that story just reminded me that when we started you had asked me if i would you know if i would calorie track or if i'd done it before and i in my past had done it in an unhealthy way right mm-hmm. and so i was do you remember like i was yeah. kind of like i don't know i, I do know, remember maybe, that now maybe we can do it and it's i think totally, i asked you I'm like would you be yeah. comfortable
0: doing it for like 30 days or something and then yeah. we
1: totally that totally shifted like right now in my head it's like, no, not a problem, right? Like it's it's because we're doing it in a healthy way, right? And, yeah. and that's I think that's the trick you have to, you know, it's not to the point where you're like, you know, obsessively like putting every, you know, in, in that mindset, you it, it's, it has to be in accordance with your goals, but it, it's not like incredibly restrictive. Yeah. It's just learning how to eat, right. Right. Uh, to, to achieve the goals. So <laughs> they're outside the door. <laughs> I'm, not entirely sure what's
0: going on. <laughs> I'm laughing because i can totally relate like it's like i, I recently just moved my office because the baby's going to be here in a few months um so my office used to be in his nursery so now we're in the basement but when i used to be in the office like you could hear everything so like our dogs bark at, at like there could be we like a more than one bawling. yeah we have we have two yellow labs and a little boxer Yes.
1: I've only seen the boxer in your uh, social media.
0: Yeah. Uh, Banks, he's our old man. He's, he just likes to lay around all day. Gigi, she's, uh, she's like kind of like in between, like she's not old, but not young. And then G- Emmy's like our little baby boxer. She's five, but we call her the baby. But um, yeah, the two yellow labs like to lay around. Emmy's the one that likes to bug them and like, they just want, don't want to be bothered. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, no, I, I can totally relate. Um, so, you know, it's funny because that's, that's so true where like, it it depends on like how you look at it. Um, and like, I, I'm curious, like, so what, 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 like you, you kind of briefly touched on it, but like, what was that switch? Like what, how did you used to view calorie tracking versus like how you view it now? And I know you kind of like already briefly touched on it, but what did that look like?
1: I think it, the, the thing that changed is that, um, my mindset back then was again, still very like restricting calories to a degree that was unsustainable. Mm. Um, and, and the, the thing is, I feel like people don't realize the amount of calories there are in foods mm. enough to, to know, right. And, and, and it's just like educational. So as I learned and we were doing, like I said, it was much more guided by you <laughs> where, you know, you have to eat this certain amount of protein. You still have to eat carbs because that's what gives you energy and glycogen for your muscles. Um, and then you have to keep the fat going because it's still, you know, your, your body requires it to make hormones, you know, it's, it's the yep. whole, um, uh, balance thing. And it's, it's, it's just, again, and going into a bulk versus being in maintenance, you know, it's just it, the, the shift was just much more like knowledge and education rather than, mm. um, doing it to lose weight or, or whatnot. So, um, I don't know. It was, I, I honestly don't remember when the shift happened. It just did, mm-hmm. um, kind of naturally throughout the process
0: do you remember if you were surprised at like how much you could eat
1: at the bulk, the bulk um, was difficult. I forgot yeah, to in mention the bulk them, the or like
0: just in general, like, Oh, just like in general. Started? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think so. Like in maintenance, even in deficit, I mean, honestly, it's super, like at least my calorie deficit, I think is sustainable. Um, uh, it, it is more food than I thought, you know, was, you know, needed.
0: I, I could be wrong, but I could have sworn we—I think I—I thought I remember like when we first started, you you making like a just like a subtle comment of like, like is that number right or something or like can I eat that much or something? Um, Yeah, because I I think
1: generally people think like it's like oh women like oh less than twelve hundred calories for you to be in a deficit or whatever, and I'm and then the fact that it was like closer to like sixteen hundred or something like that, I was like,
0: I think you're you're wrong. What the fuck is this guy doing? (laughs) I I think you got that six and two mixed up. Yeah. Um, did you, uh, when you like track before, were you focused on just how much you're eating? So just the calories, or were you also focused on like the protein, like, and no, all that nope, no, no
1: macro tracking. It was mostly calories. Gotcha. So that was the, that was the issue.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Then that's interesting too, because I think a lot of people, um, you know, that's the problem with social media. Like there's only so much context you can give. So, like, calories matter, but like you mentioned, so do like macros too. Like, macros play a big portion of what exactly is going on. Um, and I am, I am, um, curious too. Like, you, you, uh, you kind of already touched on this actually. So, I was gonna ask like the different foods, um, like when when you so when you were super restrictive did you have like certain foods that you consider like good or bad or like, did you eliminate certain food groups or were you the type of person that you just hit your calories as long as what you ate or, and then, then you'd be good. It was, it
1: was more the latter, but like like stuff like in Puerto Rico, it's it's big for like fried foods and that kind of stuff. So yeah. I would like avoid that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, But I remember days would be kind of like, I would go through Taco Bell and eat like a bean burrito or something. I think it was like a low calorie thing back then. Uh, and then like, the crackers, and then it was mostly just calorie restricting. I don't know that I had any particular foods that were no nos versus okay.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, it was okay. it was pretty bad. It was. That's actually bad. you know, it's actually really interesting too. Like, um, because like I love hearing about this stuff because typically, and again, this is why everybody's so different. Like typically, when people restrict like that and have that restricted mindset, they also restrict certain food groups. Um, mm-hmm. so I thought that I thought that's interesting because it's almost like you were really restrictive, but also you weren't at the same time. Um, yeah. I love that. That's really interesting. I <laughs> um, no, I, I think that it's because like I go back to like me, like I did the extreme and like, I was really restrictive and I did keto for like years. So like I was like that end of the spectrum where it was like no carbs, no food, get super lean and shredded, be miserable, hate everybody and like that kind of stuff. Um, so, so yeah. Now, like looking forward, Michelle, what would you say is like, what, what if, what if any goals like, do you have, like, what would you say is like your biggest goal moving forward based off of everything you've accomplished over the past year?
1: I say, well, I mean, I want to obviously push my weights further. I just don't know what is realistic you know, like how much can a 125 pound person lift in the future in a squat, right? Can can I ever get to 300? I doubt it, right? So it's it's one of those things where I don't know what the range is, but I want to reach that maximum and keep growing, right? Um, But for the most part, I want health, you know, I want to be able to continue to grow old and still be functional and healthy. Um, But in terms of, of, you know, getting definitely like, concrete goals. I want, you know, I, I'm, I'm barely, I, I don't think I'm even at, yeah, I am at a hundred something for squats. Right. Yeah. So like my wow. next big goal is 200, right. Cause I'm I'm like over 160 right now, I think. Um, uh, so I want to get to 200 there. I want to get to 200, my deadlifts, I, that kind of stuff is really concrete to me and I want to get there. Um, uh, but overall my, my main goal is functionality and health. Um, so
0: I love yeah. that. W- was that always your goal, the functionality and health
1: yeah. I'm, it's not that I'm afraid of getting old. I'm just get afraid of getting old in a way that restricts my lifestyle. Mm. So, <laughs> so, uh, I think that's part of the goals for sure. Uh, I also like to be independent. So like, for example, Beth and I, I, I don't know if you've met Beth. Um, she was also part of the other group. Yeah. Um, we used, we, we, we still do when it's warm we go paddle boarding and all paddle boards are actually pretty heavy and so we always have to kind of struggle and like between the both of us getting on top of the cars so i want to get you know make those things easier where it's like oh it's a simple you know putting it back and forth It's just functionality and strength
0: yeah dude i'm, I'm actually i'm really happy you brought that up because like that tells me like you get it and like you essentially like made it like when you start to have those type of goals and like functionality and like the strength-based goals and like how you feel like your your mental side of things like that's how you know like you've made it and that's that's where it becomes like sustainable and like that makes me extremely happy to hear that like you said that um because like nothing wrong with the aesthetic goals but that's what it's all about you know and like ironically the aesthetics come from those goals um but yeah like i love the like you know, two times bodyweight squat, three times deadlift, um, you know, one times bench press in terms of body weight, whatever it Mm -hmm. might be like, those are awesome goals, but then also like being able to carry your paddle board over your head, being able to still move around when you, uh, get older and not have any aches and pains. Like, um, that's one of the things, like when I train older people, when I used to train older people, the first time I ever worked at, it was a very old population and people would come in and um, they would have really difficulty moving. And I was actually scrolling through my phone today and my former client, John, he was 80 years old. And I had a video of him deadlifting after we worked together for like three months. And like, it's just crazy to see like the change that you can get from strength training. And like, I think people only think about, Oh, I got to look this way. They don't necessarily Mm -hmm. think about, I got to feel this way, you know? Um, so there, there,
1: there should be a plug right there that it's never too late to start. (laughs) Oh
0: Yeah. I'm terrible at plugging. Yeah, you heard Michelle. It's never too late to start. It's never. And The earlier you
1: do it, the better, I think. But like, it's never too late. Like, you know, you got to start somewhere. And like, you know, you just make it better for the future either way.
0: Absolutely. And this podcast is going to come out before January 1st. But if you're going to start January 1st, why not start now? Why wait? Um, So, yeah, I love. And and this is kind of like more of like a personal question. But you're like a big, like you like beer, don't you? Aren't you like a big beer person? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. What? What's your favorite beer? Like when I say that, like are you like a um?
1: I'm an IPA kind of person. Yes. Is that what you're asking? Yes. That's why I'm asking. See, that's how you know I'm a beer person because I know what you're trying to ask.
0: Yeah, I don't. (laughs) I don't even have to ask it. You just know. I love it. Uh, Yeah. Do you uh, do you have any like breweries like around you that? Yeah, Yeah.
1: there's, there's really, so Rochester is kind of tiny. That's where I live in Minnesota. It's like 75 miles South of like the twin cities, Minneapolis, um, St. Paul area. Um, So back down here, we have four small breweries and they're actually pretty decent. Um, My favorite though, is like, I want to say that's like over hundred miles North of here in Duluth. Uh, It's called, um, oh, I forgot it. Um, Ben Paddle, Ben Paddle Brewery. That's my favorite IPA. Um, and I think it's a super good brewery. So Minnesota, I think like the cities have like 100 plus breweries as oh, well. So it's kind wow. of crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So you wow. never try them all, but it's, it's, yeah. Well,
0: it's, And it's, then yeah, well, I'll, I'll I- say that
1: I enjoy drinking my beer for sure. Um, but everything in moderation, because that could certainly kind of get in the way a little bit as well of like, if you're in a, in a specific, um, you know um goal or up calorie set not to say you can't because you definitely can because I've done it for yep. the last year. Um but yeah can't go out and get drunk and <laughs> drink. a, but not expect a thousand calories to not affect uh your progress.
0: Right. There's a balance. So so you're saying <laughs> like you were able to still enjoy some beer and still make progress. Mm-hmm. You're enough. Yeah. For, yeah yeah you get the best of both more world. than
1: enough. It yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you have to go out and drink 10 beers, that's a different discussion. And
1: yeah. <laughs> this is true. I this is it. true.
0: Um, yeah.
1: In moderation, everything, it, it works out just fine. Of
0: course. Of course. That's, that's, the, that's really true for anything in life when you really think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so any, any, anything else, Michelle, like anything else you want to talk about any other questions that you have uh, before we kind of dive off the the floor is yours. If, if there's anything.
1: Oh, I don't know. I should have thought about this before launching on, on. This was a little. So yeah, I don't know. I these past few weeks have been like, I don't know. I feel like you can any time in your life things chaotic because there always is right. Like stuff keeps kind of piling up. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. And that's I guess another thing. Yeah, there's always time to do this, right? It's just kind of a a time management and mm-hmm. mindset situation. Um, but I mean, I'm pretty busy in life as everybody else is, and you know just putting my health and my goals as a priority is what's helped me push through all of this process. So, um, I think, I don't know, that's probably one thing to say. <laughs> what,
0: a, what a great way to leave off because that applies to, that applies to, I can say basically almost anybody like mm-hmm. time is a big thing. And Michelle's probably, I'm just going to be honest, probably busier than most of you guys. Um, and she makes In it some work. ways in some ways, everybody has their own busy ways, but like you said, you got to make it a priority and you got to make it work. Um, so in, in something is always better than nothing, you know, and that's why this is all individualized. So, uh, absolutely love that, Michelle. Thank you. That was actually amazing. Great way to end. Um, oh. thank, thank you so much for hopping on, on a Saturday. You are the best and, uh, we'll talk soon. All right.
1: Thank you so much.
0: This is great. Yep. All right. Later.
1: Bye.